The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Monday the 21st of December. In your squeeze today, New South Wales Northern Beaches outbreak, the devastation of Cyclone Yatha, a new look cabinet for the Morrison government, and earning the big bucks on YouTube. This is your squeeze today. It was a tough weekend of news for those in New South Wales, with a COVID-19 outbreak putting a stop to a lot of Christmas holiday plans. There are now 68 cases linked to the Avalon cluster in the Northern Beaches. The source of the outbreak isn't yet known. Claire, let's just run through what's been put in place in terms of restrictions for the Northern Beaches and Greater Sydney so far. So that Northern Beaches area is in lockdown until Wednesday morning at least. When it comes to Greater Sydney and the surrounding regions of the Blue Mountains, the Central Coast and the Illawarra, there's crowd restrictions on gatherings at home that are going to be in place for at least a couple of weeks. Uh, That also applies to hospitality, venues and places of worship. Visits to aged care homes are off uh, and also the advice is to wear masks if you're away from home. This is all happening, of course, just as there's a lot of interstate travel on the cards, families wanting to meet up for Christmas and get their holidays underway. The reaction from state leaders was pretty quick across the board, Claire. Yeah, and that's been ramping up over the last few days. Pretty much Sydney is cut off from every other part of the country uh, when you go through what the states and territories have put in place. And in one case, the whole of New South Wales has Western Australia has put the hard border back up to anyone who lives in New South Wales. That came into force from midnight on Saturday. There's a lot of information to absorb. So we've summed it up in the Squiz Today email if you want to get across what's relevant for you and your state. The measures can feel very hard this close to Christmas, but Christmas Day and New Year's Day could have the potential to become super spreader events. And that's, of course, the concern of all officials is that, as you say, people moving around the country or at least looking to in the coming days that you don't know where people have really come from. You don't know who they've come into contact with, but they're certainly going to be in contact with a lot more people at this time of year. And and that means there's that potential for a super spreading disaster, according to epidemiologists. What, of course, state leaders want is more guidance as we get through this week. And there's a question mark about whether there'll be a national cabinet meeting a bit later. We're still in unprecedented times, it seems. It'll be the first time in 76 years that the Sydney to Hobart yacht race won't go ahead. There'll be more news, of course, across the week as thousands of tests come in. But it is the time for bad COVID news. Over in the UK, a new rapidly spreading strain of the coronavirus has put a kibosh on Christmas for the southeast of England, and that includes London. Yeah, and also this morning, several European nations are taking steps to ban flights and other arrivals, whether that's by train or ferry from the UK, as that new rapidly spreading strain takes hold. There's a lot of disappointment, of course, from London residents and others in that southeast corner about what their Christmas Mm. is going to look like into the new year. In other places in the UK, there's also going to be some restrictions relaxed just on Christmas Day, not across an anticipated five-day period. Uh, A lot of criticism and a lot of commentary there about how UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has been handling this latest outbreak. If we have a quick 
check in globally, cases are past the 75 million mark. In the last month alone, there's been an additional 18.65 million new cases. The only good news really is that Dr. Anthony Fauci has said that he's personally been to the North Pole, he's vaccinated Santa (laughs) and he's good to go. Thank goodness. A clearer picture is starting to emerge of the devastation that Cyclone Yasa has wreaked on Fiji. The Red Cross has confirmed that at least four people have died and one of those was a three-month-old baby. Yeah, really sad news coming from Fiji. Looking across that country, infrastructure and dwellings on the small island of Kia were completely destroyed, while Vanua Levu, which is the second largest part of the country, had 70% damage. The biggest island, Viti Levu, it has been spared the worst, but the main river there has flooded and the capital of Suva was hit with really heavy rains. There's still going to be a lot more to be known about exactly the extent of that damage in the Australian Air Force has put up its hand to go and help with surveillance of those storm-affected areas. We've also offered the Fijian government additional emergency supplies and help. Over to politics now, and it's often around this time of the year that the federal government will do a bit of a cabinet reshuffle, giving ministers time to get across their new portfolios over the Christmas break. A few big portfolios will be in new hands, Claire. This, of course, has happened because Matthias Cormann, the former finance minister, has ditched federal politics to have a go at leading the OECD. He's put his hand up for election for that. Uh, we knew that Simon Birmingham was going to take on the finance role. But what happened at the end of last week is that Dan Tien has taken on the portfolio of trade. That's a really big job at the moment, of course, because of all of the issues that we have with China on the trade yeah. front. Probably the most other notable shift is that Greg Hunt will take on aged care at the cabinet level. He's already the health minister. Richard Colbeck, who's been under quite a bit of pressure as aged care minister, retains what's called aged care services, but he hasn't been dumped out of the Morrison ministry. That's something that... Labor leader Anthony Albanese and others have said should have been on the cards. And while we're on politics, Claire, in news over the weekend, former Deputy Prime Minister and leader of the National Party, Doug Anthony, has died aged 90. He was described by many across politics as a giant of Australia's public life. He was the Deputy Prime Minister and leader of the Nats, as you say, through most of the 70s, right up until Bob Hawke won government in 1983, which means, of course, he was around for very crucial events like Gough Whitlam's dismissal, and plenty of other big political events from that era. He was the trade minister for a really long time and has been credited with really establishing Australia's links with the Middle East, with Japan and with China. Uh, And also it was just an interesting part of our cultural life. We all knew back in the day that it was summer when Doug Anthony was running the country as the deputy PM from a caravan (laughs) by the beach. That was just what he did with his kids running backwards and forwards to the post office to get all these messages. Oh, that seems like a much simpler time. (laughs) Forbes has released its list of highest earning YouTube stars and topping the list for the third year running, which is hugely impressive considering he's only nine years old, is toy reviewer Ryan Kaji Claire, an eye-watering amount of money. Yeah, from that YouTube channel, he's earned $29.5 US million. Uh, That's just the tip of his fortune. He also earns millions of dollars through his own toy range and through merchandise. He has claimed that honour for the 
third year running. Quite incredible. Also impressive over the weekend was the performance from the Australians men's cricket team. Yeah, on Saturday they skittled India in their second innings for just 36 runs. It was their lowest ever test score. Really hurt, said Captain Virat Kohli. Yeah, that would really hurt. And at a time when probably people would have been quite keen to settle in for a long cricket match. Yeah, it wasn't to be. That's all from us today. It's our third last squiz of the year. Claire, we're on the home stretch. We'll be finishing up on Wednesday. We'll have a few bits and pieces coming up as we look back at the year in news, though, over the break. But if you want to test yourself and have a bit of a laugh, check out our great big squiz quiz podcast edition. Claire, Kate, Bryce from Squiz Kids and myself go head to head on the news. You can find that in your podcasting app. We'll be back with you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. 